So, uh, this week, the only content warning I have is that there is some discussion of Christianity in this week's interview, so just be advised. Uh, otherwise, our standard warnings apply, the first of which is we have a house with animals, and some of them are very noisy. And One of them keeps licking me, and Ernie. Buddy. Ernie keeps licking Ursula and Lacey, and I guess he's just feeling affectionate because he's been fed. And Sergi's asleep, so there may be no Sergi interruptions. Well, <laughs> person can dream. Person can dream. The second thing to warn you about is that we swear a lot sometimes. We've been a lot better about it on the podcast lately, but still. I I feel weird about that. Like we should, you know, start bringing up uh, like we need a quota or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and that's, I guess that's all the warnings for this uh, hi, week. Yeah, no, Hound, you don't need to be in my lap. So, hi folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 177. Yeah, yeah, Hound, you're... And uh, we're postponing the letter show by a week just because of scheduling and activities uh, this week. Otherwise, it's it's been – actually, I've been having a really good week in terms of work productivity. Good. Like I've had um, two things that I've been able to move from the doing in done category – well, three things actually since we last recorded from the doing to done category. I now have uh, my magnetic um, little kind of Kanban board that I keep over my desk with uh, – like in order to help me keep track of what I've got in progress, because we use uh, GitHub issue tracking and GitHub boards at work, which for those of you who aren't familiar with GitHub, uh, it's a basic Kanban board and basic issues and things like that. And it is really good for what it is, but it's really hard to track when you've got like six or seven things assigned to you in different stages of done. So I've started basically uh, using – I picked up uh, Moverbook um, when they first did their original campaign with the little post-it note, magnetic post-it note thingies that you can move around. And uh, they're also the people who do the magnetic whiteboard things I've got over there that I use for planning episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll link to those in the show notes. Uh, but I, I'm like – I I need to have something like right there in my face on my work computer to show me essentially what I've got in flight, what I've got pending, because the tools at work, basically the tools we have aren't cutting it. Gotcha. And so now I've got like an actual like mini Kanban set up uh, with uh, backlog uh, to do doing and done. And there's something satisfying about taking that little magnetic dude, uh, that little magnetic <laughs> Uh, post-it thing and moving it column to column physically like it's cool in trello or it's cool in the software things but there's also this added thing where i can just like like literally pick it up and go click it is done now just a little dopamine hit uh so that's that's really cool and that's sort of been my boost and let's not lose track of things cool right? i mean i still get the oops i fell down a research hole when i was trying to figure something out and now i'm on tv tropes looking at you know movie programming tropes or something uh, well you know <laughs> i mean these things happen to everyone right but now instead of having to go back and go okay what have i got next on the list i essentially have a little thing with a, a 
ticket number and description so I can just go straight to GitHub, grab the issue, and see if it needs updates, you know, what the status is, things like that. It's actually kind of nice. And it also means that instead of having this list of, like, interrelated issues, I can just put, like, the main one on there and go to that to get updates versus going, okay, which of these six is the is the one that's actually the working on ticket. Right. So, uh, and, and that's, that's been a productivity boost for me. That's awesome that you found a thing that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have to buy something new. I already had all the tools just sort of lying around, uh, which is also uh, a bonus. And I think something we should all, uh, certainly as the pandemic goes on, <laughs> it's so easy to say, I need a thing, uh, a, I need to do a thing. So I'm going to go out and buy a new thing and use that. And, you know, not everybody can do that. And I'm just happy to be able to reuse a little bit. Um, I think I need a bigger whiteboard, though, because I've got like two of these magnetic whiteboards now and I kind of want to take the one big one I've got and hang it up, but that means moving art, and you know how. Uh, that yeah, is. I'm like, you're gonna need another wall for that. the The idea was to switch out. I have, uh, for those who don't know, I have a three monitor arm on my desk, and move from a third monitor at the top to uh, a two arm, so that I could put a have the third monitor and the whiteboard up there always within view, but that's, that starts to get a little too much. And, um, so if it makes you happy and doesn't cost that much money, then, you know, I can't buy just the arms. I have to buy an entire new stand and take down and rewire. Yeah, exactly. Rewire the whole thing. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, Ernie is resting his, his jowly chin on my leg. Sadly. He he loves you. Yes. And his head is so heavy. Yeah. And gets heavier as he rests it. Yes, buddy, I know. And for those who, who missed it or, or remember it from last week, I did finish uh, the book that uh, the, the alpha read. Am I an <laughs> alpha read? Am I like a gamma read at this point? I don't uh, even know. But I, No, you're not an alpha read because alpha read is usually, I, these days mostly I drop it on. No, you are an alpha reader sometimes. If it's not done mm-hmm. and I throw it at you, then you're the alpha reader. Right. So in this case, it was finally done. Yeah. And a beta reader, people expect like feedback from, and generally I'm not, uh, if it's not, you know, half done, then when it's half done, sorry, I'm asking for feedback. When it's mostly done and I've handed it to my editor, I'm mostly asking for reassurance. Yes. Yeah. And so I will reassure you and everyone here on the show, <laughs> uh, the second book in the Paladins of the Saint of Steel series does not shame your ancestors and was enjoyable all around. Yay. So you certainly laughed a lot. So. Yeah, and especially since I, I knew you should have known when it was like midnight last night, and I'm like, I really should go to bed, but I'm still like face down in the Kindle. That's usually a sign that it's really good. And I, I mean, plus I was on like the last. I just, you know, yes, yeah. but if I if I think that, then immediately my well-trained self-doubt jumps in with, uh, yes. maybe he just wants this shit over and done with, so he never has to think about it again. Uh, no, I rarely, I rarely do that. If I, if I just can't get through, these days, if I can't just get through a book, I will put it down and say, I will come back to it later. 
Yes, but... Uh, and some I've never come back to later. Uh, if you, But you're married to me, so you you don't really feel like you have that option with me, I assume. If it ever reaches that point, believe me, I have that option. I will take my lumps. <laughs> even if it's just saying, you know what, this really isn't a book for me and something I enjoy reading. I enjoyed reading this one. And I've got a alpha read, I guess, of an incomplete manuscript to do after I finish a beta read for someone else. Poor Kevin. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing you are a voracious reader more so than I am, honestly. When it, when it comes to this stuff. Now, when you get on a nonfiction tear. Yeah, I can, I can certainly yeah. pack away. Uh, uh, if you haven't read the book Salt, um, it's just called Salt. It's a history of salt by, I think, Michael someone. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating stuff mm -hmm. uh i picked it up on a whim because it occurred to me that the fourth book in the series uh yes i am tentatively planning seven <laughs> books there's seven paladins one for each paladin yeah yeah although we might i might get to the end and be like well now bear tongue needs a book and you know and then i i can hear i i hear <laughs> without even like we're two days before release on this i can hear the fans squeeing over the very thought so. And and poor Jorge, the one paladin of the Dreaming God, really probably needs a book because he keeps showing up as a minor character in other <laughs> books. And, and he's just a very nice dude. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Yes, Hound. Uh, so, but that, you took a day off. I took a day finishing off that one. after finishing it. And then I went back to work and uh, have been actually kicking butt on... Um, the novella that I have to get done by mid-January, uh, I don't see there being any problem getting it done, but, uh, you know, that doesn't allow mm -hmm. me to get complacent. I have to keep up the word count, but right, uh, right. I'm doing well. I'm I'm usually exceeding it every day, you know, tw not by a lot. Uh, my standard's 1,000. Sometimes I'll do 1,200, 1,100, 1,300, that kind of thing. Um but it seems to be happening, good. and uh, which is good. And I figured out kind of how it ends. It's a retelling, but uh, the the what I'm basing it on is is much shorter, I think, than I than people realize. And uh, I won't get into any more details than that until the book is announced. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and then um, there was one day in there I wound up not getting anything done because I had to go be like stunt executive function for Shepard. You did. Uh, they needed a, a to their uh, trying a, on a new doctor and. Uh, Particularly if you have mental health uh, issues, it can be helpful to bring someone along as an advocate. An advocate, yeah. In case you're afraid you're going to, you know, like burst into tears on the doctor or come off like a total weirdo. Uh, particularly when you're on a hell of a lot of medications, you don't want to come off like drug-seeking behavior or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I went along as stunt executive function. Everything went great. All good. Uh, a doctor even managed to find, you know, coupons so that we could get oh the... Oh my god, uh, I love when doctors are helpful like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. managed to get the price on, like, 90 days down to, like, 40 bucks instead of, like, 900, so... Yes. It was a big deal. Uh, so, I didn't get anything done that day either. So, I, this I is... I think the pizza may have arrived. The pizza arrived several minutes ago. Oh, They're okay. just now alerting us to the fact, like, they drove up... 
texted that it was here, dropped it off, and drove away. This is when the dogs are alerting. So uh, why don't you go pick that up off the front porch? Because it's all all ready and waiting. We're doing contactless delivery. Uh, While I talk about our interview this week, um, I had a chance to sit down and talk to Debbie, uh, who is the, I believe, yeah, the sister of our... uh, regular guest uh, Patricia and we had a great time talking and I'm really excited to share that with you right after this Hi, folks. I am here today with Debbie, and uh, Debbie is actually Selfie's sister, right? Hello. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, from your episode one six four. One six four. Yes. So, uh, and um, uh, Selfie was like, "No, you have to talk to my sister." And so, oh, some gosh. emails were exchanged, and <laughs> and so here we are. So, um, Debbie, can you introduce yourself and, and tell us uh, what it is you do and, and a little more about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm Debs G. I'm uh, a full-time stay-at-home mommy mm-hmm. and uh, a part-time administrator for my local church. And mm-hmm. I'm also in part-time study right now. Um, my background is that I grew up in Singapore and I've had the opportunity to study um, and live in the US as well as in the UK. I did my medical school training in the UK, worked uh, as a doctor for a few years uh, after I got married and then um, spent 10 years in Singapore. And we've only just recently moved uh, back to the UK. And I've been here for about two and a half years now. Um, On the side, uh, I run a YouTube channel uh, called Owlswell Vlogs and I do a live stream on Twitch with my sister every week. Yes. Owlswell blog? Owlswell vlogs. Vlogs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, vlogs, blogs. I, I just, uh, I, 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 sometimes it's like, am I hearing blog? Am I hearing vlog? Am I hearing clog? I don't know. <laughs> well, I did run a blog called Owlswell blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started a YouTube channel. So it only just made sense to call it Owlswell vlogs, blogs. Right. Right. Um, cool. Well, so I'm sure uh, there's been a lot of change in the last couple of years, especially with the shift from being a professional to a doctor or from a, <laughs> uh, from a professional to a stay-at-home mom to, yeah. So how do you keep all of that organized? Um, okay. Well, I have to organize myself as well as my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, the challenges that I face uh, at the moment is that I often have too much to remember and a limited amount of time to do my, to do things. I mean, being a staying at home mom, it means my my time is flexible, but it's still, 
It's still in the time. I still save the same number of hours every day, like everybody else. Yep. It's just that it's more flexible. Um, and uh, for for myself personally, I I tend to get uh, overwhelmed and distracted and try to do everything all at once. Or uh, I might do something halfway and then try to do something else. Or I might do just one thing um, to the exclusion of all other things. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know this sounds very familiar to um, people who may suffer from ADHD, but yep. I myself am on the um, the regular side of the spectrum. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more neurotypical side of the spectrum. But you're really close to that line. I know I'm, that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So, so because I, 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 have, I have all these... Um, I have so many things to do. I, I always feel like I have a lot of things to do um, and a limited mm-hmm. amount of time. Um, sometimes the, the, what, hap- what will happen for me is that the unimportant things or the things that don't have as much time pressure uh, will mm-hmm. never get dealt with um, because of all the short-term interference from all the s- small children yapping right. in my ear and all these uh, last-minute things that I have to do. So, um, so I've had to figure out how to org- organize my my brain mm-hmm. um, so that I can get things done. So um, for, for things like paperwork, I right. use what I would call a volcano method of filing, um, which is basically everything is in one place. Okay. Um, all my papers are in one place uh, in a big pile on my desk. In fact, you can't you can't see what I have here, but on my on the, the left side of my desk, I have a pile of papers. Mm-hmm. All the important stuff that needs to be dealt with, like soon or now, goes on top. Mm-hmm. And then I keep adding more stuff on top. All the unimportant stuff eventually slides to the sides of the volcano. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> or gets buried. Right. And the 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 good thing is that. After a while, the volcano will become too big on my desk and I will mm-hmm. need to deal with it. And this will happen at least once a week because otherwise I can't type on my keyboard. It's right next to my keyboard. I can't type. Okay. So I must deal with the volcano. All right. So what will happen is that as I work through the important stuff, mm-hmm. all the garbage and the unimportant stuff that has filtered to the bottom or to the sides, I find that I don't actually need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Things like coupons and, you know... Yeah. Things that they you know, all these things they'll expire or uh, because of not used or they'll become so unimportant that I can't can't even be bothered and they'll just go straight into the trash and in a mm-hmm. sense this means that I only deal with the important stuff. Right. Yeah, and then uh, and, and then once I have finished this, it goes mm-hmm. into a done pile, which is a which I you know which is a, another volcano you can see over here, um, <laughs> over here. Okay. And and this volcano sits here and I I may possibly deal with it maybe once every 6 months. And what that would mean for me mm-hmm. is that everything that I n- need to keep will become clear. And, okay. And then I can file it into a file. And everything that actually I had kept because I thought it would be important, but now I realize 6 months down the line is not important at all. Mm-hmm. I can just chuck. Okay. So in a sense that reduces um, clutter in mm-hmm. my house. I may, I, I may have a large volcano here, but it will eventually go away. And because I keep everything in one place, if I need to find something, it will be there. You know, 
Yeah. It's easy for me to find it because it's only in one place. Yeah, and, and that is that is the big advantage. It is always in one place. It might take a little trouble to sort through, but... Yeah, but it's actually there. And mm. I can see it all at a glance because it's all right. out in the open. And my volcano is all out in the, vol- in the open for everyone to see. <laughs> okay, uh, what about... So that, that covers like the paperwork. So that comes the paperwork. Yeah. Um, most of everything else that I do, um, I either have it... Um, things that only take an occasional change, like things that mm-hmm. hardly ever change at all, I'll put it in my memory compartments, mm-hmm. which I have divided in my mind to um, work, home, and kids. And these are things that don't change over days, weeks, or months. As in, I either do the same thing every day or the mm-hmm. same things every week or the same things every month. And in a sense, I keep this all in my mind because... Um, I've trained myself over the years. Um, I mean, being a doctor and things like that, nobody is going to take you seriously if you t- have a big book that you take around with you saying how to be a right. doctor. And if if your patient is asking you a question and you're referring to your how to be a doctor manual, um, you'll, you'll quite easily lose their confidence. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have to learn how to keep things in your brain. So, um, so the things that, keep, that I keep in my brain Mm-hmm. are things that I can um, quite easily pull out at any moment's notice. And I, I, like, I like, I use the, um, what I would call um, the Genesis method to, um, to remember these things that I need to do. Um, okay. Uh, now I'm curious. The Genesis method? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I call it the Genesis method because it's based on the book of on the first couple of chapters of Genesis. Okay. You know, God creates the world. Every day he does a set number of things mm-hmm. um, and they flow and make sense throughout six days. Uh, he would yeah. like, yeah, he does a set number of things and they flow and make sense throughout six days. He doesn't try to do everything all at once. Mm-hmm. He spreads it out. Um, and then he leaves some time at the end of it to consider what he's done. Oh, look at the stuff I've made. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that works for me because um I will remember, oh, day one I do this, Monday I do this, Tuesday I'll do this, and Wednesday, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, I guess another way of looking at it um is to call it um the Joey method. I don't know. Um Monday, one day, Tuesday, two day, that, Wednesday, what day? Thursday, that, you know. Uh I Okay, that is a cultural <laughs> reference I don't have, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh, well, maybe you might be more familiar with the Little House on the Prairie one. You know, uh, let's see. Little House on the Prairie is um, wash on Monday, iron on Tuesday, mend on Wednesday, churn on Thursday, clean on Friday, bake on Saturday, rest on Sunday. So, basically, I, every I never doing... read the books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Now, oh. if I if I say that to to Ursula, she'll be like, "Yes," because I think she's read all of them, even the like later weird ones. Um, yeah, not as weird as apparently Black Beauty gets, but um, or Black <laughs> Stallion gets. Um, bl- but she'll be like, "Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about." So, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> Mind Palace. I guess you could. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mind yeah. Palace. There we go. Okay, so that's for the occasional things that hardly ever change. For mm-hmm. the things that 
do change like all the time. Um, for work, I use my Gmail account. And for everything else, I use the bullet journal, which, Yay! I have, which I have to thank you for because I discovered the bullet journal by reading your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been using the bullet journal for the last uh, like four or five months. Mm-hmm. And it has really helped. I needed to, The reason why I went to the bullet journal method is because during lockdown, things were changing daily or weekly. Yep. And, and I was losing track of all the different schedules that my children were having. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people would tell me things. And oh, yeah. I, would just, I'll be, I wouldn't be able to remember it by the next day. So the bullet journal helps me because uh, my kids and my family can write in it. So if they tell me something like, uh, Mommy, I need you to buy, you know, uh, ingredients for for my cooking lesson mm-hmm. next Wednesday. Right. I can say write it in my bullet journal and put when put the date of when it is due. Okay. And then and then I can refer to it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now really I have helps. to. I have to ask. I have to ask. What kind of notebook is it? It's just like a plain dot journal. Okay. Um. It is. Uh. It is a. Because I'm still on my first one. Mm-hmm. It is just a cheap one that I got off Amazon. Cheap one that you that is fine. Like yeah, you know. I I I like it because I mean the reason why I like the the bullet journal is because I don't waste paper, mm-hmm. and I have I like that index that you can put that you write on the front, um, right? Where you can refer to the pages quickly and easily. Um, what you need to find it. So I right now I I I use it for. Uh, everything that I kind of fit in my brain. Okay. Which, so, which is so great. yeah, it's like a second brain. It's an, you're offloading. Yeah, it's yeah. my it's my mm-hmm. memory dump. So mm-hmm. um, and and it is great because I can like look look into it and be like, oh, my son needs me to buy this mm-hmm. next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, the children need to wear yellow. You know, mm-hmm. you need to bring fifty p to school for doing some for mental health day or something like that. You know, it's it's all yeah, these yeah, yeah, random yeah. things that change week on week or day to day they can put in there and then I'll have it to look at. That's really cool. Mm. You know, you have four people telling you things that they need to remember. And there's only one of me, you know? Uh, Oh, I know. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) So um, if they write it down somewhere and it's not like a random piece of paper that will get lost, Mm -hmm. um, then I will find it again. So I love, I love the bullet journal for that purpose. Yeah. And also it helps me because um, once I've done something or dealt with something, I can tick it off and mm-hmm. I can rem- then remember that I have done it. Yeah. You can just look and go, did I do that? Yes, I did. Okay, fine. Yes, Next. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's much, it's so much faster. I mm-hmm. used to keep everything um, on my phone mm-hmm. and then I realized that I was spending too much time scrolling and looking for things on it or searching okay. with keywords. And it was just taking too much time. I, I just mm-hmm. find it easier just to flip through, a, through a, an actual book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, noticed, the, the, yeah. the the action of actually writing things down helps me to remember things as well. There's actually studies that talk about why that does that, like why writing is better than typing, and why you remember better when you've done when you've written it down by hand versus 
you know, typing it in or just saying, oh, yes, I'll remember for, you know, um, I was just talking earlier this week with someone I interviewed mm. um, uh, last week's interview, guys, um, <laughs> uh, about, uh, you know, that specific study that says, you know, you re- people remember things better if they physically write them down. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as part, as part of my, my growing up years, uh, we mm-hmm. were taught uh, in my school, or, um, we were taught a lot of like memory and learning strategies. Mm-hmm. And um, people who do have uh, a kinesthetic memory, like they are de- depend mm-hmm. on movement or their body, they find writing things out very um, helpful because the action of making, carving the letters out Onto, and then seeing it on the paper. And sometimes if you're seeing it on the paper, you might be reading it back to yourself. So you're hearing your own voice in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so there's three memory things going on um, at the same time for you to lay out this one thing that you've written down. And so you're much more likely to remember it later on. In fact, um, by writing things down in my journal, I don't, sometimes don't need to refer to it because I've, I've already spent so much time writing it down. Right. Awesome. Um, yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yes. Very welcome. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. And I'm glad that you're, you know, uh, using like the, the bare bones. This is exactly what it was designed for. Um, oh, do yes. you fall? Do you, do you do the pretty journal sometimes or never? Uh, well, I, I use part of my bullet journal to take notes, um, for the for my studies, mm-hmm. so yeah, for for my notes, I do doodle in it a little bit, so mm-hmm. like, to prettify it, and um, but um, not not purposefully. In fact, um, before I took up the bullet journal, I did a little poll uh, on my Facebook page to ask mm-hmm. people if they had used the bullet journal method before. Right. Um, and the pe- I found that the people who fell away from the bullet journal method got overly focused on beautifying their bullet journal. And yeah, the ones who are currently still using it um, uh, have adapted it to their purpose, or have really made it very, very basic. Okay. So, yeah, and that's what I—that's what I want. I don't want to spend time drawing beautiful pictures. You know, I don't—I don't have time for that. I just want to put my brain down in there and then walk away. I mean, you know, if if I I I am torn on it. Because I know for a lot of people, the decorating or making it pleasant to look at makes them want to open it up and use it. Mm. And But then I also know people who will fall into the trap of it's just so overwhelming to try to keep up with all the pretty stuff or you're, the, the pretty stuff is distracting and I'm spending more time trying to do the fancy layouts than I am actually keeping things you know, where I want them. So it's, it's a toss-up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if it speaks to the, that creative side of you mm-hmm. um, and you're having fun doing it, then fine. But if you're f- feeling compelled to beautify the journal so that one day you may refer to it and see your genius, then it, maybe you're overstressing yourself a little bit too maybe, much. You know? A little. Maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Um, well, that actually naturally leads to the next question. Um, and that is what systems and habits do you find uh, valuable? Okay. Um, well, the, 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 I feel that um, having a good framework and goal setting are mm-hmm. 
the the top two most important things. Um, when I say frameworks, I I I often think of um, all these learn to study courses that my mm-hmm. my school sent me on when I was growing up. Um, one one of the they sent they sent my classmates and I on many learn to study and go and be a smart person courses <laughs> because I guess they didn't feel that we were smart enough or could study very well. But I, I didn't I didn't really take a lot away from those courses. But I remember mm-hmm. one of them was um, about Edward de Bono and his six thinking caps. Um, uh, and I, and I, I, I don't know if you are familiar with Edward de Bono. No. Okay, well, he's... I'm going to be now. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you like to be made familiar with him? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, know yeah. Him, I don't know him that well, but um, he I I know that he's a he's a a, a Maltese philosopher who came up with this mm-hmm. thing called the six thinking caps, and basically it is a way for people to work together as a group because oh. they are all they're working together in a certain way and and, and thinking on the same page. Um, basically, the six thinking caps. Each cap is a different color: blue, there's red, there's black, and each each cap uh, represents a th- different p- process of thinking. And mm-hmm. if you are doing a group discussion or a group uh, brainstorm, you can say, "Okay, we're going to do uh, this hat sequence," like you know, and then everybody who was who will will automatically know which hats to put on at what time. Right. Okay. So. So, right. So all that to me was like, when I was sitting in class and listening to all that, all that to me was just like, ah, oh, bleh. What are, they, <laughs> what are they talking about? Who cares about colors and hats? You mm-hmm. know, um, it's so hot in Singapore. Where, where, what hat? Um, but uh, what, what, I, what I learned from that is that it's useful to have a framework to work mm-hmm. around or to work within because then you can f- know what they are doing and you, you can right. feel that once you have completed one thing, you know what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes sitting down to plan my framework or, or to follow somebody else's framework is helpful to me. Okay. Um, because yeah. I, I will then uh, be able to problem solve or work, work efficiently um, w- within, within what I uh, have planned. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the other, the other thing I, I find useful is um, to sit down and have effect uh, to set a goal mm-hmm. and when i when i say that i mean like to to think of something that will motivate you to um do do or to complete um what what you what task tasks that you have um in front of you um i i guess um for example if i mm-hmm. have a goal which is be a doctor. <laughs> okay. And then I achieve that goal. Right. Then I'll be like, oh, I am now a doctor. Now what? Mm-hmm. And then I will not really know what to do next because I have already achieved my goal of being a doctor. And then now, now what do I do? Because I have no further goal. And right. so, I mean, so the, the goal of being a doctor may take you like 20 years because you're, you're working towards this one goal. And then once you achieve it, you're just like, huh, what am I going to do now? I've done my goal. Right. But if you're thinking, if you're trying to set a goal and you think the reason why I want to be a doctor is because I want to improve my community. 
Mm-hmm. Then when you have achieved being a doctor, you will still have something to work towards. Right. Um, you will be so it will, it will motivate you to carry on going, you know, mm-hmm. to to carry, uh, you know, as in to to look to, to more to the future and to see how you can continue um, moving forward. You know, it's, so it's not just let's be a doctor now. Let's be a better doctor, and now let's right. be an even more better doctor. You know, it's an it's an actual goal of. Uh, which which then you can expand to do more things than just one 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 thing, and I guess um, the reason why I came to that was quite early on, mm-hmm. um, back when I was in back when I was in um, uh, secondary school, I don't, I don't know what you call it. It's high high school, mm-hmm. high school in America. Yeah. Um, uh, we we were in, we were encouraged in in my high school to. Uh, to do a lot of independent research and study, okay. and one of the uh, research studies that um, that I set myself to do was to find out about um, uh, learning and motivation in in smart people. And uh, I came across uh, mm-hmm. a lady called I mean uh, a lady called Carol Dweck, who. Um, wrote in a book about ch- children's theories of intelligence um, and about how um, how children can learn and be motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think years down the line, um, um, she, she, she published a, a, a big book uh, called Mindset um, to talk, talking about um, people who have fixed mindsets and growth mindsets. But back then when I was reading, she, had, she hadn't gotten that, got, gotten, didn't call it that <laughs> yet. Um, she just talked about how, about goal setting and um, learning personalities. And the thing is that um, what, one of the things that she observed is that children who were told very early that you are a smart kid um, sometimes did not achieve as much as kids who uh, were told, oh, you're, you're good at learning. Mm-hmm. Not not that they were smart, but they were good at learning, or that they were um, uh, they were hardworking, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, if yeah. they if they you gave them a different motivation, uh, they would be able to somehow motivate themselves more in order to be more productive or to achieve more. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I saw a, a very similar thing about this is. That that oh for God's sake dog, um, <laughs> it was uh, actually about uh, uh, the results they were seeing in dentistry. Mm. Right when you told someone that you did a great job and you've you know your teeth are amazing, the next time they you would see them, they would have declined. Ah. Uh. Because they're thinking I'm doing a great job and, you know, I'm just going to, and so they wouldn't put as much focus or whatever they were into cleaning their teeth. Mm. But if they were told you have improved a lot, you know, just, you know, keep improving, then they would. Yes. Right versus the whole idea of well, I guess I've got this down, and then you don't anymore. Agree, that's that's absolutely yeah. right. 
Yeah. I mean, you you find that with any sort of goal that you set. If you set like a goal that's really fixed, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna lose five pounds, and after you lose your five pounds, you're just like, okay, I'm done now, and I can stop. Right. And then then you'll not have not keep the good habit that you formed trying mm-hmm. to lose your five pounds, and you know, uh, so so I think sitting down and thinking about your your true goals, your actual motivations mm-hmm. behind um, what you want to do. Like if you want to lo- lose weight, why do you want to do that? Is it because you want to improve your confidence or just look better or be able to buy mm-hmm. new clothes or, or be healthier, come off the medication, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, coming, coming out with the actual reasons behind your goals is helpful. Um, to me, anyway, yes. Yeah. That, help, that helps me know what I actually am trying to achieve um, as opposed to just having uh, a fix, one fixed physical goal. Awesome. Yeah. Find your true motivation. I love that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's easier said than done. I mean, it took me quite oh, yeah. a long time. I mean, the, the example I, g- I gave of be a doctor was my motivation for many years. And then I found mm-hmm. that when I achieved that, I was very lost for a while because mm-hmm. I had achieved my goal. Right. And you have to think, why did I want this goal? Yes, exactly. Um, That's yeah. right. Yeah. And and I have to say, listening to you talk, I'm guessing you and your sister had very different schooling experiences. Oh yes. Yes, she <laughs> did she did touch on that. Yeah. I yeah. was very fortunate early on mm-hmm. um uh to I, I'm sure she she's talked a little bit about streaming. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so when when we were in primary three, we took an exam, and I was streamed into the Smarty Pants program. Okay, um, yeah, which I benefited from smaller class sizes mm-hmm. and uh, motivated teachers. And the the thing about the Smarty Pants program that I was in was that it was pretty experimental at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, that's probably why I know about Edward De Bono and Carol Dweck. It's because my teachers mm-hmm. were inspired by these thinkers and they were Mm -hmm. trying to get us to learn and think in the same way. Um, And so they were trying all different types of methods of learning on us and seeing which ones work the best. So yeah, so sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. I think, you know, is, is what came out of that. So um, for, for me, I was fortunate because I was stuck in like, I mean, I felt myself with my my other my other classmates that we were Mm -hmm. kind of like a bunch of little guinea pigs um living together in the little running the little maze together yeah kind of i mean (laughs) you're not wrong i don't think but yeah yeah but you know now i see um how my younger cousins and um you know all the children in singapore now being educated Mm -hmm. i know that that system has developed as a result of experimenting on the smarty pants kids years right, ago right so yeah my so my sister's experience of singapore education was a bit different from mine yes yeah because she got streamed towards the other end of things so fascinating. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um I, I guess that's why uh i feel this drive to try to self-motivate mm-hmm. um because at the time when I was in Smarty Pants class, we had a lot of outside pressure on us. And then when we were finally released outside of Smarty Pants, um, this very sheltered environment, Mm -hmm. um, then we had to find our own way uh, to do things. 
And that was a little bit challenging because, you know, when you have all this support coming from the outside, you mm-hmm. realize that once it's taken away, maybe you don't have much motivating you on the inside. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, one, I guess because of all these, like, um, you know, pressures on, you know, being efficient and doing things well in a certain way, I find that right now I um, finding ways to multitask and be more efficient mm-hmm. um, is very important to me. So I will, I am quite happy to invest either time or money into something that will help me, a tool that will help me to be more efficient. And if, if I'm investing, um, like if I'm, if I'm investing money, for example, uh, I use, I use certain tools in my household that will help me, um, that, that provide me with both visual and uh, auditory cues mm-hmm. so that I can get things done better. Like, right. I know my sister has talked about the Thermomix. She hates her Thermomix. Oh, but, okay. But I love my Thermomix. <laughs> I love it. Okay, the, the reason why my sister hates the Thermomix is because she likes to dice her vegetables into exactly perfect cubes. Oh, you know, I see. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And ju- julienne things so that they mm-hmm. look so beautiful on a plate. Whereas I am trying to feed children <laughs> and I no longer care. I just want to get the food from from my, you know, from my dish into their mouth and in down the gullet. Yes. So that they can oh, yeah. grow and be healthy. I don't care what it looks like anymore. I just want it done. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no? the Thermomix the helps me because... I push the button and then mm-hmm. I can walk away and do something else. Right. I don't have to stand there staring the, at a stove um, because first of all, I will get bored doing that. Um, and, 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 you know, and I can't concentrate. So having, putting things in a Thermomix, I press the button and then I can go away and do something right. else. And then the Thermomix will tell me by singing a little song mm-hmm. that it's done. And then nothing gets burnt, which is the important yes, thing to me. Very important. Yes. Nothing yeah. gets burnt because, um, like I said before, I sometimes do one thing to the exclusion of all other things. Mm-hmm. So if I am, if I don't get that auditory cue, I I will forget that I've got something on the stove, and I can, I have burnt soup before. Yeah. Because it, it I don't I don't smell it, um, you know. Mm-hmm. I, so I mean, it's as I don't smell it burning. I don't see it burning because I'm not in the kitchen. Right. The only I, time that I will realize I've burnt it is if I walk into the kitchen or the smoke alarm goes off. Goes off. Beep, 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 beep. I, I'll, be, I'll be outside and someone will be in here cooking something and I'll hear the smoke alarm and I'm like, okay, bacon's done, so it's time for dinner, right? Um, <laughs> and I will never hand boil rice again. Oh. I have a rice cooker. Yes. And I am... Yes. Yeah, and it is like... The best thing ever, and I don't yes. know how I lived without it. You press the button, and then yeah. it's done, right? You can walk away, and it's done. It's the I fancy that. one that lets you do multiple kinds of rice, too, so I can push another button and Ooh. say, black rice, the fancy black rice, or porridge. Oh, God, the porridge setting is so good for oatmeal. Like, oh, if you like nice. oatmeal, you might not. But yeah, I mean, but that's the whole thing. It's like, I am just, yeah, it, 
here's a thing that makes my life easier. I don't have to sit here yes. and make sure the rice is just right all That's the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have that same relationship with, uh, with my washing machine that sings mm-hmm. me a little song when it's done. Right. Um, so that I know that I can take my laundry out. Or, uh, or I, I love my Dyson vacuum cleaner because it has got a, a clear barrel that I can see. Yes. It fills up with dirt. So mm-hmm. I can I know that the filth is going inside the vacuum cleaner, <laughs> and then I can throw it away. Mm-hmm. So Not the vacuum cool. cleaner, just the dirt. No, just the dirt. <laughs> yes. the, you, you can see it sucking up the filth, and then you throw the filth away, and then yes. you feel so great. Oh yeah, because you've done this amazing thing. That filth is now in the dustbin. It's not yes. all over my floor. It's, yeah, it makes me feel great. I mean, that's uh, that's uh, we're mostly hardwood or uh, wood laminate now, so vacuuming mm. isn't as big a thing. But yeah, there's that satisfaction when I'm sweeping the floor of going, that is clean, and I know it is clean because yes. I'm moving the dirt away from that part of the floor. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. And finding a tool that will help you do that in a mm-hmm. way that makes you enjoy doing it yes. you know, is, is helpful. Um, and I find that if I cannot invest um, in a tool that can help me, I invest my time into making things more efficient. And this, mm-hmm. this works for me for both um, my work and for parenting. Right. Yeah. So, um, like, for example, if, um, if I want to save time in the future when I'm doing laundry, um, I need to teach my children how to do laundry. Yes. Of, it's a of, wonderful of, thing when they yes. learn. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But you have to invest the time into it because, of course, mm-hmm. right at the beginning when you're teaching them, it would be much faster if you just did it yourself. But down the line, um, as, as they get better and better at hanging up laundry, you can then say, mm-hmm. please help me to hang up the laundry. And then you don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> so I just say, ooh, all the child labor. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, but, you know, as in, so, mm-hmm. and it's good because, you're not only, you know, um, saving um, time and energy and, you know, it making, mm-hmm. making things more efficient, but you're also teaching somebody else a useful life skill. Yeah, I, I think I hit a point, um, like, right around the time my kids were starting to get into right into that teenage, those teenage years and preteen years where I was like, okay, I have probably taught them the best I can all of the things about, you know, being good people. And now a lot of it is who they associate with. And there's only so much I can control on that. The thing I can control now is whether or not they're going to be good roommates someday, Mm. whether they can do their own dishes and clean a bathroom. And yes, Yes. I I have to say that, um, I was, I was a terrible roommate when I started up being a roommate. My roommate um, was the one who taught me how to clean a toilet and things like that um, because uh, I was fortunate growing up in my family that mm-hmm. my mom had decided that uh, our job as children was to be good students. That was our job. Right. right, right, right and right, so right. she would make sure that everything was fine so that all we needed to do was come home and study. Mm-hmm. So the the bad side of that is that when I graduated from living at home, I was yeah. not, not, not very good at doing any kind of housework at all. So I had to learn as I go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
man, I keep, I keep looking at my note and thinking to myself, I really got to look at getting a Thermomix. I don't know where I'd get one in the U.S., but now it's like I have to. Oh, <laughs> I think you'll have to find one of those Thermomix ladies to come. Um, they have Thermomix a, ladies? Yeah, you know, it's like it's like selling Tupperware. Okay. Or, you know, or the, I don't know, in America, do they have the Avon lady? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my mom had an Avon lady. My ex-wife tried being an Avon lady. Yes, I, ah, I'm yes. familiar. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the Thermomix is something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they'll come and demonstrate how to use it because it's actually quite a complex machine. I know that they use the Thermomix in um, like some upscale restaurants to make things faster um, uh, yeah, like I was... to make soup and things like that because you can just put all the stuff in and then just let it go. Um, I, so it's a time-saving yeah. device. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I have the instant pot. I have the air fryer. I have a soup. I have the rice cooker. Yeah. I have the toaster oven. Exactly. What's you another? If it makes me more efficient, things. yeah. Exactly. For me, it makes me more efficient because i i don't need, I don't have all of those other things. I just have this one thing, and then I wash up the one thing. That's I why I, I generally like the the instant pot. When I use when I have yes. something that uses the instant pot, it's like everything so can happen in the instant pot. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so much easier because mm-hmm. you only have one thing to to do. Yeah. Although then it's like okay, I've made a thing in the instant. Everybody's like, oh, you can use your instant pot for rice, and you can use your instant pot for the the soup or the stew or the whatever. And then I'm like, yes, but what if I'm going to be taking this thing and putting it over rice? How do I? <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, they're like, well, you buy a second instant pot. I'm like, or I can buy a rice cooker and yes. have rice all the time. <laughs> yes. I can't fry tater tots in the instant pot, but I can in the air fryer. So ah, yes, yeah. yes, there. Are, I mean, there's limitations to everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's yeah. just what you need. What what you what works for you? Yeah, and now I'm just like, okay, if a thermomix can also can augment instead of replace, then you know, it sounds fascinating. Wow. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think it's. Mm-hmm. It, I I love all these. Um, you know, uh, tools that we use because it helps mm-hmm. me to um, find find enjoyment or find joy in the things mm-hmm. that I'm doing. I guess um, it's like the Mary Poppins style or the Marie style of doing things, <laughs> you know, to actually enjoy what you're doing and then you're much more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, thinking about enjoying doing and all of that, hey, this is yeah. a great segue, right? Um <laughs> What does like? How do you figure out what to do first on a given day? Okay, you know? well, I guess um, that depends on mm-hmm. what day it is. Mm. Uh, I I generally do things roughly in the same order, and the exception to that is when um, I have last minute urgent things that uh, need to be done today or done now. So right. in order in order to kind of um, manage how what how I do things, mm-hmm. I. I I use I like to use um I like to have a flexible routine. I, I don't I the fle- the flexible routine idea is something that I got from reading a very controversial baby book called Baby Wise. Oh God, I think I know that book. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I mean, I'm not going to go into what Baby Wise is about because um I don't I didn't really do it. But basically, what I found from that 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 idea was that. In your day, you can have some fixed points, and then everything mm-hmm. else can be flexible. 
So like I can I can have fixed points during my day, like uh I'm I must pick up my children at such a time from school. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's a yeah. fixed point. It will never change. Or I must have um a meeting with my boss at nine o'clock. Right. You know, that that those are fixed points that don't change. Everything else um has a little bit of flexibility built into it mm-hmm. because um I find that if I if I have too rigid a schedule, if something last minute gets shot at me, then everything gets thrown off and I become really disorganized and stressed out. And then I would not know what to do next. Right. Whereas if I keep things a little bit flexible in my mind, just have just a few fixed points that must be done, everything else can just fall naturally into place. Or it can flow around the yeah. the urgent uh, last minute things. Like if, if I'm, you know, getting into my morning clean the house routine and my son calls me from school and says, mom, you need to come now because I forgot my don't know what important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then I can, I, I would have to then drop everything and bring that thing to school, which right. would take me um, 40 minutes to walk there and back. So if, if that happens and I, my routine is too rigid, uh, taking that 40 minutes will just mess everything up for me. Yeah. Yeah. But if I can, if I think to myself, oh, these are the things that if I, I if I think to myself, okay, uh, I have these 40 minutes, it's fine. Mm-hmm. My schedule can flow around it. Everything either gets, whatever I have to do today will just be pushed back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and some things may spill over to tomorrow. Um, right and it'll be fine you know don't stress just let it flow yeah 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 Yeah. cool and that brings us to uh what is the best advice you've been given or would give someone else and i'm already putting uh uh let it flow into the (laughs) into the possible <laughs> advice to give someone. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, all right. Um, what, one of the, one of the things that I found uh, very useful to, mm-hmm. to remember is that, um, I mean, from, from the book of James in the Bible mm-hmm. is that um, James, it, t- it talks about in chapters one and two, a lot about doing stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. And the the basic summary of that of that part of the Bible is faith without works is dead. So basically, just do the things that you need to do. Um, you know, done doing them is better than just thinking about it or mulling over it in your head. Um, it doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need to wait for the perfect timing. Um, just do it now. Do it. now is the best time to do right. to do something. Just you know. And getting it done is better than getting it done perfect, because at least you've done it. You've had, you've done the action. You you you're you're putting things into action and not just thinking about it in your head. Because if you think about it in your head, you can think forever and nothing will happen. Does does that? I somewhere yeah. somewhere I had a Lutheran counterpoint because I I'm Lutheran or was I'm culturally Lutheran now and was raised like Lutheran. So, and I seem to remember there also there being a counterpoint that works without faith or dead, but that's actually not true because you can still do a lot of good stuff with works without faith. So <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-mm. But the, the but it's still it's still the basic concept yeah. is just doing something, isn't it? Do it, not just, yeah. Not just sitting on it forever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and the the other the other um, bit of advice that I always cling to is: is it okay for me to read a part of Psalms here? Uh yeah. Okay, well, it's it's Psalms one thirty nine uh, verses thirteen to sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just read, um, you know, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And... Okay, that sounds really quite um, po- um, poetic, I suppose. To call it. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but can the, I? Yeah. Which translation was that? That was the NIV. NIV, New, okay. New International I, Version. I thought so. Just making yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, that, I mean, for anyone who's listening, right, uh, the, thing, mm-hmm. the thing to take away from that is that you are important. Mm-hmm. And and you are loved and there's nobody like you in history and and there never will be ever again so b- bearing that in mind it's not that you are a special snowflake and when you go into the sun you melt no it's not <laughs> it's not that it's about it's about the the the, the things that we do um matter and have purpose mm-hmm. and the and the people around us matter and have purpose so you should really care about it. So the, if, you, if you think about, um, the, you have to consider the impact of the things that you do, even the small things, really, really small things like, um, like uh, I'm going to hold my son's hand mm-hmm. and we walk to school today because it makes him feel loved mm-hmm. and it makes him feel secure. You know, so I'm going to hold his hand even though he's 12 years old, <laughs> I'm going to hold it. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. hold his hand, you know, or it, it could be something as simple as, um, uh, I, I'm going to say, have a nice day mm-hmm. to the checkout counter person, because maybe, maybe they'll think to themselves, yes, I will have a nice day. <laughs> I will have a yes. nice day. You know, it's, the small things matter, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you don't have to be the Nobel Prize winner or the president of the United States or whoever to make big impacts. You, you mean the things that you do really matter. Yeah. You know, and, and I, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that, uh, that too, too, too often um, people think that, you know, that we're all just small ants on the face of the earth and nobody cares, but somebody cares. Somebody loves mm-hmm. you. Somebody cares. Yeah. And it's important to remember that, someone does love you. Someone does, you know, and you yes. matter to them. They matter to you. Um, yes. And also that that's true for everybody else. That's right. You know, that's right. So it's not, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. just, you, I mean, it's nice to know that in this big universe, somebody loves us. Mm-hmm. We might, you know, maybe you don't know, or you don't feel like you're loved, but you really are. Yeah. Um, but also that the people around you also matter. 
Mm-hmm. So we should need, need to treat them with that respect um, that they deserve. Yes. Or, or don't deserve, whatever. You know, it's the respect that you treat another person, mm-hmm. another human being. And I think more people need to remember that on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, for those of you who have been common listeners, insert large rant here. Uh, perhaps I'll make a note for this episode to say, go into the rant, because I've heard a couple of people <laughs> ask for it at this point. Um, <clears throat> I have mm. opinions on a couple things, yeah. Um, so with all of that going on, um, getting us back on track, yes, uh, yes. we have two questions left. Okay. So, and I have classified them now based on feedback from the last hundred and probably, where are we at? We're at uh, somewhere close to 100, episode 176 here. So I got a lot of feedback. We have the easy but sad one. Oh, easy but sad one. Followed by the difficult but happy one. Okay. And I do those, I do them in that order so that we end on a happy note. Okay. I got a lot of feedback about ending on a happy note. Oh, it's important. Okay. Yes. yes. So. Keep them coming back. Yes. Happy. Yes. <laughs> um, so, easy but sad. Easy How but do you sad. deal with failure or if you miss a goal? Oh, okay. Um, right. Okay. I, okay. I, I deal with failure um, King David style. King David style which is the failure happens. I run and hide in a cave. <laughs> okay. 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 And, and in, in this darkness of this cave where I'm alone, I feel mm-hmm. all the feelings that I need to feel. I feel all the feelings, the anger of myself, my failure. My, you know, I throw bricks at the sky. I, <laughs> I yell to God and say, why have you forsaken me? You know, how long will you let my enemies run over my bones? And, you know, I'm, I, uh, okay. you know, throw I feel all the feelings mm-hmm. and then and then I recall all the things that have worked well in the past mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with this failure. I, would, I recall that I have done things in the past that have not failed. And then I remember, uh, then I think about what failed this time. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and then, then I personally pray. I pray and then right. I make a new plan using lateral thinking um, or I discard this plan altogether. And then I move on. King David style. <laughs> that, is, that is the first time I have heard it used, had the whole thing put that succinctly as a style. All right. Yeah. Um, yes. King David style. I, and I, I feel that at the end, making the plan and moving on Mm-hmm. You know, is the important part of King David style. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Using lateral thinking to make your mm-hmm. new plan because whatever you use to make your old plan didn't work. So you need to think of a new plan. Think of a new way to to achieve your achieve your goal. And let's be honest here. When you hit the let me re- recall the things that worked well in the past, like yes. You have a lot of us beat because you can just sit there and say, I got through med school and earned my, my MD and the rest of it, you know, <laughs> like oh, that's, well, that's freaking ridiculously huge. <laughs> well, at the time, at the time I, I had to go through quite a lot of failure in order to get to yeah, medical yeah, yeah, school. Yeah. So um, it, 
I sometimes when I think back, if I if I'm feeling like I'm failing, sometimes when I think back, mm-hmm. I can only see all the failures, all right. the times that I failed. Oh, why was it so difficult for me? And things like that. And you need to actually uh, try your best to focus on um, the things that go well. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can, it's harder to see when you are feeling bad about yourself. It's much harder to see the things that have gone well in the past because maybe you are, you are just feeling all the feelings now, all the feelings of despair now. And, and you don't know what to do next. So you can't, it's, hard, it's hard to see the things that you have done well, especially if it took you a long time to actually achieve those goals. You might think to yourself, why was I so lousy that I took so long to get to those goals in the first place? No, that is unhelpful thinking. Helpful thinking is to think, I did get to my goal. I have done it before. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I will yeah. do it again. Mm. No. I, and I, this actually has a, an interesting parallel, parallel kind of wrapping it all together. And that is, um, are you familiar with Pastor Nadia Boltz Weber? Nadia? No, I am. I'm not. Please tell okay. me. Um, uh, Pastor Boltz Weber, I want to call her Nadia so bad because I've read all of these things. I've never had a chance to meet her and I really want to interview her for the show. Um, she is incredibly human. Um, she's a Lutheran pastor. She founded a place in Denver, Colorado called the house for all saints and sinners. Mm. And it is full of just this incredibly diverse crowd with, you know, the tattoos and the piercings and the just like she has, and, you know, like, she's an incredible author. She's an incredible speaker. And this week she was literally talking about having to remember, especially in times like we've got going right now. Um, so this is going to air after the election in the U.S., uh, but is being recorded before the election. And there is a lot of uncertainty. Okay. There's a lot of negativity going on, right? Yes. And yes. And, and what Pastor, what Nadia Boltz-Weber is saying in this week's email is that it is so easy to focus on those things, on all this negative stuff. And we have to remember to be grateful for what we have, even if it's just um, that I got to walk my dog today. Yes. Right. And, and I think that's what a lot of this goes into when you talk about the small victories. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it can be as simple as, yay, I folded my clothes. Yes. Or, or, or maybe you're in a hard place. So, you know, well done mm-hmm. for getting out of bed today or brushing right. your teeth. Well done. Good job. You know, I'm, it's hard for some people. It's hard. I've, I've had those days where it's just uh, a good day is brushing my teeth and taking a shower. Yes. And, you know, I've had the other days where a good day is I'm clean the litter box and the chicken coops and the this and the that and the da 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 da. Yeah, and and it it just it flows, right? It flows. Yes, that's right. Yeah, re- remembering the small victories is very important. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. So on the other side of the coin, as it were, the happy but difficult question: <laughs> Do you celebrate your successes, and if so, how? Oh yes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. have to celebrate your successes. Yes, uh, I I uh, um, I use the spoonful of sugar method, which, <laughs> which I learned from my mom actually, um, to 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 celebrate my successes. Which means that 
you celebrate them whilst you're doing them. Okay, is, yeah. Yeah, because why not, right? Um, my mom used to do this thing where you know she, she hated doing the ironing. Mm-hmm. So when she was going to do the ironing, she would turn the air conditioner on, which in Singapore, you know, it's a big deal. It's so hot that you turn oh, yeah, the air yeah. conditioning on. She would put the ironing board in the living room. She would make herself a nice cup of tea. She would turn on her Korean drama. <laughs> and then she would then she would do her ironing. And she, mm-hmm. and and she made it like a moment for herself. It became like a moment for herself. Mm-hmm. This is my ironing moment. I'm enjoying watching my Korean drama and drinking my hot cup of tea whilst doing this chore, which I absolutely despise. And and that helps me. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm doing something, I mean, if you're doing something mind-numbing, make it into a, 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 a moment. Make your environment nice. You know, turn on the nice music or get yourself into a comfortable chair. Or, or for me, I've, when I'm like, um, running around, walking around my house. Mm-hmm. I have my phone on in my pocket. I listen to Kevin Sunny's productivity alchemy oh, while, I, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm vacuuming, while I'm cleaning the the cat litter box. First, the top, you know, everybody, you know, You're gonna make like, me blush. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is this yeah? Is this yeah. small? It's these small things. It's small, a small thing that makes you feel good about what you're doing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I believe, you know, very strongly in, in rewarding yourself along the way while okay. you're doing, don't wait until you achieve your goal. Why wait? Why wait? You know, why wait to the end? You know, reward yourself along the way. Take yeah. sm- do small rewards, do small breaks, you know, um, for uh, like, uh, and, or, or schedule them into your day. Uh, it, it helps, it helps me to, to, yeah, to yeah, actually yeah. keep productive because I know if I'm work, I will work. I can. If I'm, I know that if I'm working flat out mm-hmm. until two p.m., uh, I can have between two p.m. and pick up time, and that is my time that I can then sit down and do my own thing. I that, I got that a, motivates me. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually started to get a lot of that kind of time, at least yes. towards the end of things. Uh, it would be like yes. I need to go pick up my child from school, which means I have to get yeah. the car and I have to drive to the school and then I have to wait. And mm. I, because I didn't want to be late because otherwise I'd have to park in, you know, God knows where, or cause very limited parking around the school or, um, but I didn't want to be too, too early because then like I would be that weirdo <laughs> parked outside the high school in his car, watching people come and go. And, uh, yeah. Um, but it's like, yes, here's a, a moment of time, maybe 15, 20 minutes. I had every yes. day where I am there. I'm in the car. There is nothing I can do, so I might as well make it pleasant. I'll read my book. I'll listen to the music I want to listen to. Okay, I listen to the music I want to listen to anyway, no matter who's present um, most of the time. Uh, but, you know, I would, I would make it into this, here's a spot where I can just relax. That's right. I am stuck here. I am waiting. Just relax. Yeah. And then I noticed I had to be careful because I was starting to, like, plan to leave to go pick him up a little earlier every day 
but then that would no, that would mean that you knew that you needed that extra time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, some days, yes, my schedule didn't allow for it, and I would be sitting in the parking lot, or not the mm. parking lot, outside the parking lot of the school, um, and I would be on a con call mm. because. You know, my schedule was like, you do not get that quiet time today. You know, yes. we, we have a big, like, product review. And while you have nothing to, to contribute, if you're not there, there will be words. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is why I, I, I do suggest that sometimes you um, schedule this time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And make it, a, make it a fixed point in your schedule. So that uh, then, you, then you will honor that time. Right, um, and then um, you you will plan around it. So for, so for me, um, uh, I I find that I will work harder um, during my work hours mm-hmm. because I know that then I can have this time um, right to myself because on my schedule I've I've planned it into my schedule so I don't feel I have that, that I need to take breaks before that time. I don't feel mm-hmm. I need to take mental breaks or anything like that before that time because I've planned that into my schedule. Cool. Um, yeah. That's everything. And, yeah. Oh, no. You were going to say <laughs> something else? I was going to yeah. say that um, when, I, when I'm taking my time to myself, I also find that I, I multitask my, <laughs> my relaxation <laughs> time. So I like, maybe sit on the couch um, put on the television, but also at the same time learn to do the Rubik's cube, or you know, <laughs> or, or do do my sewing or something like that. But basically, make something that mm-hmm. you know that I didn't have before, and you know that wasn't in the world before, and now is. I think that's that's sometimes I feel mm-hmm. that's the best use of my hobby time to to create something that that is new into the world now. I've just been playing Warcraft three, so yeah, no, it's yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do, I, uh, yeah, that's how that's how my 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 hobby sometimes relaxes. Yeah, I um st- stab people. <laughs> it's it's um, well, we're we're rewatching the X Files, but I can't just sit there and watch TV. I have to yes. be doing something else, right? And yes, that's right. So, like, I can because yes. The X Files is they're mostly sound driven. I mean, yes, the visuals are good, and occasionally there's an episode where it's like I have to stop and just watch because it's too good. But nine times out of ten, I can turn off the sound and read the game and still keep up with what's going on in the episode. Oh, wow! Right? Or yes. we've gotten past that part of the game, and now it's just I have to build a whole bunch of little houses so that I can get my little guys together <laughs> to go. Yeah, 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 conquer yeah. whatever. Um, I mean, when you're busy grinding, yeah, you know, you need to have something else to, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to occupy your mind, right? Um, <laughs> well, like I said, that that was that's all the questions. Um, uh, what have do you do you have anything you want to share with us, or do you just want to go to where can we find you online? Oh, if you want us to find you online, online. <laughs> if you would like to come and find us online, me yeah. online, you can find me on YouTube.com. Uh, at Owlswell uh, Vlogs, and uh, on uh, on the uh, Ugly Retro Girls Play Ugly Retro Games live stream on Twitch, which also gets uploaded to the Owlswell Vlogs channel afterwards. Come and watch us play 
uh, retro video games uh, and tell stories. And uh, sometimes I sing on my ukulele. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally you'll see, um, you know, uh, selfies, selfies chickens. Yes. One of my... My cats or something like that, yes. Yes, tiny orange cat. I know you are here, and I'll move the stuff off the laptop so you can go to sleep there. Yeah. (laughs) She's paying absolutely no attention to the screen. She's just like, hey, what? Yes, okay. Okay, yes. Oh, he wants love. She she is, I don't know if she wants love or if she wants food, and love is the expression of, (laughs) I'm hungry, please take care of me. Unlike Sergei, whose expression of, I'm hungry, he gets hangry. So ah. he would be destroying everything. Um, yeah. Is because that the tuxedo cats. cat um, that's chilling in the back there? No, that's, that's Shaw. Because ah. we have the two new kittens, Hobbs and <gasps> Shaw, um, that are maybe three and a half, four months old. That's and then, fun. yeah. Yes, uh, I had forgotten what it was like to have kittens, and I am very mu- we are very much enjoying them and are very excited that they will be growing up eventually into, hopefully, chill beasties like, like this orange cat who is probably going to cr- climb on my shoulders and clean me <laughs> soon. So, yes. Love and adoration. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so much. Uh, for taking some time off of what is for you a Saturday e- or a Sunday evening. You're very welcome. It was, yeah. it was a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. And um, uh, for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. I, I first off, I want to thank Debbie for coming on the show because it was a fantastic conversation and I really enjoyed it. I also have to thank her sister Patricia for <laughs> sending an email that said you need to have my sister on the show, CCing both both of us, <laughs> so that there was no escaping and knowing that I was not aware. Uh, I think that was a little bit of a motivator, but anyway, it was great talking to. Debbie and lots of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it too. I'm sorry. Hope you folks enjoyed it too. I'm trying. I'm getting better. So, uh, I have a badge code. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, why wait? All one word. Why wait? And I think it, it, it was one of those uh, sort of important things that came out of the conversation, which is, you know, don't put off that little celebration or that big celebration. Schedule some time for yourself. Don't don't wait it. Don't wait. Don't put it off because, um, especially in these times, you may not get a chance to really do it again. So, that was more depressing than I thought. <laughs> anyway, if you want to find out more about badge codes and the open badges that we issue, you can find them at ProductivityAlchemy.com under the badges menu item. And 
All While you're there, you yeah. can find out all kinds of stuff. Uh, how to support us. Well, first of all, how badges work. Which, yes, badges you know, work is important. important. Yeah. Uh, secondly, you can find ways to support us. Uh, mostly tell your friends, tell your family, tell random strangers. But uh, there are also ways you can give us money. But as we usually say at this time, don't. We have plenty of money. Uh, we are doing fine. Go give money to someone who needs it worse than we do. Yes. Uh, Kevin, do you have a charity or? So, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And this one is, I guess, a little more personal. It was recommended by one of our, our listeners and, and friends. Um, so the artist Rob Hogan, uh, who does uh, oil paint uh, of uh, popular characters at cons and things like that. So gig worker um, got the COVID and then had an aneurysm. So, and being an artist is probably not on terribly fab insurance, right? Uh, so there's a GoFundMe that I'm going to link um, because I mean I, I believe in supporting artists, and I know how it can be, and uh, especially when things get tough for a lot of people who would otherwise, you know, be in much better financial condition than under this we don't need money uh but there are a lot of people out there who do and we're kind of highlighting rob this week yes and uh if that one in particular does not work for you uh find a gofundme for somebody who needs is insulin or something yes uh there are god knows so many people who need help out there and uh because we live in a capitalist hellscape etc etc insert rant here yes so and we could, yeah, we could insert about three different rants there, but we're not going to. But you to. guys have all heard it. Oh, like, for real. Uh, I I think we've each heard each other's multiple times at this point, so yes. we don't need to, yeah. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, there is, I mean, it is the dark of winter right now, but remember that My desire to sleep is more or less constant what i was going to say is that no matter how dark it gets it will always get lighter that there is always a spring to follow winter and sometimes an oppressively brutally hot summer depending on where you live but let's not f focus on that now let's let's think more about the we'll get through the dark we always do and very, very Reverend Mort of you. I know it's uh, it's a it's a thing that sort of rubbed off uh, <laughs> in doing all those hidden almanacs for all that time. So, but hang uh, in there, hang in there. We will be here, and we'll continue to be here. And so that was me drumming on Hound. Yeah, and Hound, <laughs> Hound will continue to require lots of attention. Yes. So, uh, with that thought. Go out there, do your best, and try to stay productive. That may involve just petting the dog, and that's acceptable. I mean, that's acceptable to hound, for sure. 